If you're the kind of dad who's going to go into the voting booth this fall with his kids and say, eh, kids, why don't you just pick one for me? Because I have no idea. Then this is the podcast for you. You wanted more, so we came back for four, our fourth season of Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. We're the podcast that still celebrates suburban dad life. Also, one of the fastest-growing dad-themed podcasts in all of humanity. After a long but much-needed break in this weird and wacky, topsy-turvy world that we live in now, we are back and we're so, we're so excited to be back with you, the listener, for the start of our fourth season, along with Coach Randy my name is Adam D. Coach, good to be back. Adam D, we're here. We made it. We're uh, we're uh, in the den. In the den we're together. Back in the den. We're back in the den together, now keeping we, a safe distance. Safe distance no guests a, in the den. Absolutely no guests in the den, but we are in the same place. How does it feel to be back in the den? It it feels like I'm back home. Yeah. Do you, yeah, uh, do you notice some changes? Do you feel more comfortable? Lots of change. I don't know. New paint job. We've got the logo on the wall. You've spent a lot of money on all of our equipment. So hopefully our listeners feel that the, the, the listening experience, the broadcast experience is even more enjoyable than the first three seasons. You, you've been busy. You've been doing a little, I, I little have, side pass I, I, po- I, podcasting. I, I, have, <laughs> I have done uh, some side podcasting. It's uh, tough to get going. I gotta be, t- I gotta be honest. I miss you, bro. Yeah, well, we gotta, you, get, gotta get that engine running. I miss get it you, warm. man. It's, I, I like doing it. You know, it's a life of an average somebody. Yeah, uh, I've got a few episodes in, but it's just a different kind of experience without having my my dear pal. And truthfully told, you really are the talent here. So, well, let's let's uh, forget about that talk. But I I think what what makes that kind of podcast, and it's a great podcast, by the way, but so unusual is that... Thank you. Forget about me not being there. You're, you're not even talking to a guest. It's no. just you flying solo. Just, yeah. So it's uh, it's nice because I kind of want to just get thoughts off my chest, different things that the average somebody thinks about. Um, and uh, I think I've got about 10 listeners. So I, wow. I'm proud, but I think I'm going to build them. Double digits. Double digits, Any yes. in France? <laughs> not in France yet. I think most are family and friends from New Jersey. Uh, and some people just feel sorry for me. Uh, but it is going to grow, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I've got I got a new uh, a new website. I got a new marketing plan. As a matter of fact, guess who I'm using to help brand myself? It, it, there's only one person you only can go person. to, and that's got to be Becky Berman of Berman Branding. Absolutely, Berman Branding, BermanCS.com. I'm using her. She signed up. I, God love her. She's uh, I'm working her hard though. I'm working her hard. <laughs> I mean, she uh, she's taking care of me just like she takes care of us. Uh, but uh, I'm so excited. She really she really knows her stuff. She's going to completely change me. Go to BermanBranding.com. Yes. Oh, no, oh. BermanCS.com, but at Berman Branding, yes. which is her social media handle for yes. Instagram. You're going to learn a lot about marketing. Mm-hmm. I just uh, went to her, her Instagram account. She had this whole tutorial on hashtags, ah. a whole tutorial on the color wheel, like when you're doing a logo yes. and you're designing your website, mm-hmm. what colors... Um, you know, it, it just uh, emits certain um, psychological responses. Well, I cannot tell you how grateful I'm for Be- for Becky. She has uh, she sat me down and she had me do the SWOT analysis. She had me wow. do my selling you know position. She had me figure out what's my core market. And as you know, seventy percent of my business is professional speaking. And guess what? 
Not a lot of that happening right now. Gone. So Unless I'm, you're a Zoom freak. Uh, and, I, uh, and the only way to do it is virtual. So yep. and I have a whole big studio now where I'm starting to do the uh, the workshops live on Zoom. I'm teaching. Uh, but Berman CS, Becky Berman, I'm using her. I, I don't. She's just not a sponsor of us. I'm a paying customer. Paying customer. And it's not just, you know, arts and farts that no. she's giving you. She's giving you a whole enterprise, multi-platform business strategy. Absolutely. That has to, happens to be centered in marketing. She's a real talent. You want to talk about talent, she's yeah. the talent. And she always talks about, she has, she has to meet with her team. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got a team. Yeah. I never see them. I never talk to them. But she has a team. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You just pull back that curtain and there's a team. There it is. So, um, Speaking of social media, yes. we're on it, too. I understand that. What are What is our seashells? Sishi. Boy, I guess we're a little tough, a little, little rusty here. Well, because we were selling seashells by the seashore in, in the OBX. <laughs> oh, which yeah. is why we're in the same place. We were visiting the den because we're uh, quarantining. Quarantining together. Together, yes. but separately, but now together. Together in the right? den. Um, and so, uh, whew. So what are our social media handles? Our handles. So for Instagram, it's quite simple. It's at bad to the dad. Pretty mm-hmm. much everything that we do mm-hmm. is bad to the dad. Our website is bad to the dad.com. And we've even got Facebook. I think we actually have two Facebook accounts. We've got to get rid of one. But that is, uh, is, is bad to the dad. And anytime you type in bad to the dad uh, on Google or otherwise, you'll find... Uh, one of our one of our social media handles, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, etc. And of course, you can download us either through the website, uh, Apple now, Spotify. Yes, great Spotify. work getting we're us gonna, loaded on Spotify. We're going to be on Amazon. Amazon. So Amazon. We've got a podcasting service. Too. They have a podcasting service too. I mean, we we are literally we're we're everywhere. Any port in the storm. Look over there. Where? Ah, there we are. I thought it was a squirrel, but no, it's actually that's not the dead. That's the dead. Look yeah. up there, streaming somewhere. Right, they're everywhere. They're coming at you. All over the place. Literally, it's, it's, it's around everywhere you look. So listen, if you're a small business, mm-hmm. right? Now that you know that we're everywhere mm-hmm. and we can be heard pretty much on any digital format. Yes. You may want to advertise with us. You know what, Adam D., I'm so glad you brought that up because we're now to place 30,000 downloads. Who? Oh. 30,000. 30,000 human beings. Right. Or 30,000 individual unique downloads. Whatever you... Uh, we average well, well over 600. We average over 600 a week. While we were off. So maybe we should take more time off. We were on a break. We had over 600 downloads on a weekly basis. I can only imagine what season four is going to yield. And and listen to this. I think you're going to be really surprised by the pricing. Ooh, tell me. Don't don't disappoint me. I want to be surprised. Okay, we probably already saw the advertisement on social media. But I'm going to throw it out there anyway to our listeners. $15.00. An episode. $15. I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm feeling What are you going to do? What do you give to me? $15, two episodes. $15 for two episodes? Yes, but that's as low as I can go. But let me tell you what you're going to get. What are you going to get with that $15? You are going to get co-promotion with us on our social media platforms. One. We are going to hashtag the heck out of you. Hashtag. As well as us. Yes. And we are going to over-promote you because that is what we do. We can't stop talking about you when you're when we're uh, on the air, when mm-hmm. you're uh, when you're downloading, when mm-hmm. you're listening. You are going to hear your business mentioned mm-hmm. multiple times. In fact, if you would like to sponsor specific episodes, you call mm-hmm. us up, you say, Coach Randy, Adam D., I want to sponsor episode six because maybe it's about baseball, maybe it's about music, maybe it's about art, maybe it's about election. I want to be a part of that, so I'm going to sponsor the whole episode. So you could say, this episode, Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D., sponsored by your business. Doesn't that sound terrific? So that's, that's for specific, clarifying, direct marketing for your business, utilizing the expertise and, of course, the uh, the fan base of Bad to the Dad. I'll tell you what else we might do. Uh-oh, there's when more? get another round There's of, more? There's, there's always more. I just can't stop. It's a tidal <laughs> wave of joy. Wait, all I have to do is pay for shipping and handling? 
No, you don't even have to pay for that. Of we'll course send not. We'll send it you to you. You don't have to because it's <laughs> social media. When we get another round of keychains, yes. we're going to put your logo on the back wow. of the keychain. Maybe yeah. if we go with another round of t-shirts, I see your name on the back of the shirt. Wow. Maybe we do like a soccer jersey and we put you on of the front. Of course, you're bad to the dad. Why not have sponsorships on the back of the jersey? Becky, I hope you're listening. We're going to keep you busier than we ever have. <laughs> Coach, our episode today. Oh, gosh. I know. Did I wear you down? Do you I need a moment? I got to tell you. I need a moment here. I'm, so, I'm right. verklempt. I'm verklempt. Okay. I mean, it's been such a summer. I've, I got, I got, it's like I've got so much built up. I got to, yeah, I've been holding off. You know, I haven't played with anybody at all. So it's, I've been holding up. And it's like, <laughs> it's all exploding right here yes, in the dead. So. You should see the walls. Oh. It's a god awful mess. All right. So I got, I'm, I'm, I'm better. Please. Okay. By the way, I said god awful mess, Fletch line. Yes. All right. So now we're off to a really, really good start. You have at least one Fletch line in every show. That was very subtle, too, because good. most would not have cut that one. No, no. But I'm sure our Fletch fans will, yes. will pick up on that. Yes. So awesome. Got a great guest today. We do. always say we always have a great guest. We thought we'd keep it topical. The uh, conventions, right? The Republican mm-hmm. and Democratic national conventions already mm-hmm. happened. Granted, yeah. they happened virtually, but they happened. Mm-hmm. And we're looking to ride the crest of that. So we've got a dad. His name is Joe Fold, mm-hmm. F-U-L-D. And he is the CEO of the Campaign Workshop. So what does he do? Uh, he lives in D.C. and he helps run marketing campaigns for those who would like to get elected in, in really any kind of race, uh, as well as campaigns and uh, campaign training for organizations like activism organizations, labor unions, um, you know any any organization out there that is maybe lobbying, huh. trying to get their name out there, but they have uh, a particular agenda that they would like to be seen by the public. So, uh, so that's he, Jeff Fold, right? Joe Fold, yeah. We have we are not political. We do not cross political spectrum. We don't really talk politics. Mm-hmm. You know, because we have dads of all types. Yeah. We have dads of all types. But this is a unique situation because... Right, left, and center. So I'd imagine, Jeff, does he work with a specific group? Or well, does... his name is Joe. I don't know who, who Jeff is. That might be a different show. But Joe... <laughs> Jeff got... Sorry, Episode Joe. one. Episode one. Now, so Joe... Uh, we're, so we're going to find out. We're going to find out what kind of candidates he works with, yes. but also what kind of uh, organizations okay. he supports with his, yeah. his marketing campaigns. Yes. But it's a fascinating business. Mm-hmm. And I know Joe through a comedy show that we did yes. for the World Central Kitchen. Oh, that's right. He's also, like me, yeah. he's a comedian on the side. Yes. Yeah. So, his, his real job is comedian and his uh, part-time job is... Yeah, uh, which, is which pays yes. a bill or two. Yes. So, yeah. That's so great. And so how is his stuff? How's your stick? My stuff or his? Well, listen, I know yours is genius. I've watched you before. I, yeah, I'd say he... Uh, Every comedian like has their angle. Yeah. So he he has his angle. Does he have a catchphrase at all? Not a catchphrase, but he'll he'll have certain kinds of material that he'll do. He did a lot of dad stuff. All right. Yep. All and right. you know, living in D.C., you know, as we live in Jersey, we have a certain culture. Yeah. Him living in D.C., there's a certain culture there and a certain mm-hmm. certain pace of how things mm-hmm. go go on. And you meet a lot of different characters. I'd imagine so. so. A lot yeah. of different dads. And uh, well, so we have a great show. But I I'm really curious to know. Uh, tell our listeners real quickly. The last time we were on was Father's Day. Yeah, we had our right. Father's Day music special, right? And I got to tell you, through the roof, right? Mm-hmm. Numbers through the roof. It's one of our uh, most thought out, sought out episodes. Yeah. Um, how have you been? How's your summer? I, my summer was um, was good. My summer was adjusted. Yes. And what does that mean? My summer was adjusted because I, I was working. I'll always mm-hmm. be working through the summer because I'm not a kid anymore. You yeah. Know? I don't get those two months off. Mm-hmm. 
but uh, the kids' summer programs were either extremely modified or canceled altogether. Yeah. So we had to get a little creative, mm-hmm. and uh, we did take a uh, nice long road trip mm-hmm. to Texas to yeah. visit my in-laws and the kids' yes. cousins, Yes. Uh, my nieces and nephews. Mm-hmm. We had a great time for two weeks. Mm-hmm. I pretty much worked in my father-in-law's office, but mm-hmm. the kids had a great time in the pool mm-hmm. and eating ice cream and doing what kids are supposed to do yes. in, in the summer. And we saw a lot of America that we hadn't seen before. And how was that? Well, I have to tell you. Tell me. <laughs> Everything was, was terrific from a COVID standpoint until you get to Southwest Virginia. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Now, please don't offend our Southwest Virginia No, no, and I love listeners. Southwest Virginia, and I have, have family in the South. And, you know, there, there's, there's just a part of the country that still believes this whole virus thing yeah. is fiction. Yeah. And I, I wrote something on my Facebook blog when we came home, you know, mm-hmm. two weeks after the quarantine, because mm-hmm. I know the corn shamers in my neighborhood. Yes. They're like, ah, I saw you out. Yes. I saw you out. The corn shamers. Yes. I have, I have, a, <laughs> I have one of those, <laughs> those measuring shamer. sticks, and, and you were not at a safe distance, yes. and uh, you were in Texas, and, and you didn't disclose yes. it. Yes. It's like... Corn shaming police, just shut the yeah, f up yeah. and and you're you know, still being good. You're still you're still keeping your six foot distance. Absolutely. Yeah. But I'll give you an example. Um, we were in Arkansas. Yeah. Lovely state, but I don't need to go back. Yes. And we saw a pickup truck with Confederate flags flying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, which is considered like the swastika of the yeah. South of, of America. Yeah. And somebody wrote a, a cardboard sign in magic marker. Yes. All right. Um, you know, barely legible magic marker, yeah. that said. Congratulations to the class of 2020. Too bad you had to get expelled for no reason. Ooh. So we saw things like that. We saw uh, when we would walk into a, a convenience store. You know, mm-hmm. we, we have like Wawa's and 7-Elevens yeah. up there. They have Loves. Yes, yes, Loves. Loves big in the South. Yes. So when we walked into a Loves with our mask, we saw people looking at us like we were essentially trying to spread a a northern mm-hmm. left-wing conspiracy. A northern aggression. Yes. Yes. And uh, well, these people weren't wearing shirts, much less masks, <laughs> so you, know, you have to level set your expectations. Yeah, but when you have the amount of tattoos on your body, you mm-hmm. kind of take, kind of plays off. You don't really yeah. a shirt. But the one, once we got to the Dallas area, yeah. you know, that's a cosmopolitan, um, you know, I, 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 I'm not going to say, because there's smart people everywhere, yeah. but I think people got it there. Yeah. Every once in a while, like, you know, Aiden, Aiden and I, Aiden's my son, we went to play golf mm-hmm. at a local suburban golf course, and we were wearing masks when we came out of the clubhouse, mm-hmm. and a boyfriend-girlfriend couple mm-hmm. came in, and the girl was wearing the mask, the boy was not. Mm-hmm. They saw us, the girlfriend nudged the boyfriend and said, why don't you put your mask on? Yeah. And he goes, you got the wrong guy. Like, I am too macho for this. I'm not going to get you it. Got the wrong guy. Yeah, but unfortunately, um, you know, the summer um, had a little darkness. Yeah. Uh, I we, I lost a couple of friends, a high school. Yeah, friend I know. Just, to uh, uh, to COVID and uh, yeah, it's, we lost someone from the, our congregation. I mean, that was still before the summer, but it's uh, we've all been touched. It's yeah. all been touched. Yeah. But you but you did the trip. Did the trip. Yeah. And, and then of course, OBX. OBX man. Yeah. Uh, OBX 2020 hashtag. Now OBX. I don't know how, how you felt, your yeah. family felt, and I know how you felt. Yeah. And for you, there could have been a hurricane, an earthquake, a tornado, yeah. and a tsunami all rolled oh, into one, but you were going to go to OBX. I was going to OBX because you were going to be there. And yeah. I could sit inside with no electricity with the amount of beer that we had. <laughs> and be fine. <laughs> but, you know, we were a little touch and go because yeah. we had already gone to one hot yeah. state and had to quarantine for yeah. two weeks. And yeah. we're going to another hot state. Yeah. And we would have had to quarantine yeah. for, for two weeks, and we're yeah. clearly doing a brilliant job of yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> but 
you know, we said if we if we didn't do it, we would have regretted it. Yeah. And um, just for anyone who's interested and has never been to the OBX, COVID or no COVID, yeah. it is the perfect vacation for having the social distance. Absolutely. Oh, OBX stands for the Outer Banks mm-hmm. uh, down in North Carolina. Yeah. It is, uh, first of all, I took it seriously down there. Yeah. So if you walked into a building because you wanted to, I mean, you had to put you had to put the hand sanitizer on. You had to have masks. So if you felt safe, but for us, the way we do it is we pretty much cook our own food, mm-hmm. and we order it in, and we and we just go to the beach. Yeah. We don't really do much else other than that. We go to the pool. So it is a uh, it is hands down. It's, it is a I, I call it hashtag fifty one for one. I live fifty one weeks for that one week down at OVX. We also did a road trip. Yeah. Uh, this past uh, best we went we went out to Denver, uh, to visit my dad and my and my daughter. And uh, it was a great time, but we followed your lead because we wanted to see how you did it. You, you, you made one stop. I mean, you took a, how many hours was it to get to and from? It was two 12s. Yes. Yeah, two so you, 12s both, yeah, both so directions. Yeah, so it's 24 hours to get to Dallas. It's 26 for us to get to Denver. Uh, so you did two 12s. Uh, we did three, whatever, eights or nines, mm-hmm. whatever it was. Uh, and so we stopped uh, in a couple places. And it was scary, uh, the hotel-wise, um, but we took your lead and I... I came in packed with masks, goggles, you needed. I had rubber gloves on. Did you have the Ghostbuster size I backpack? I had a tag. I looked up. The Purell. I was all over the place online uh, on Amazon trying to buy something like that. Because I, I would walk in like everybody freeze, like nobody moves. And I just, we just slammed the whole place, clean everything down, you know. And by the time we're on our way back, the kids were so tired of like, Dad, stop, stop. It literally smelled, you know. Like like a like a cleaning system that was probably wasn't very healthy because yeah. <laughs> of all the fumes, you know. But we did that as well. Um, one of the highlights of my trip, you know, because we, uh, we talked about OBX, but to Denver, uh, I'm not sure if I told you. I think I have. I was attacked and assaulted by a homeless person. You were hit by a bum. Yes, I literally yeah. was hit and attacked by by a, by a homeless person when we were in Boulder. It was uh, one of the most wild stories I've ever had. Uh, something that I'd like to go into detail at some point. Uh, just as a dad, uh, but for all intents and purposes, we're out having ice cream, walking the mall, keeping our distance with our mask on. My brother-in-law was out there. We're walking around, and some homeless person almost got run over by a car. I was concerned, nervous. He was very agitated, <laughs> screaming and yelling and cursing in front of the kids. agitated before he got run uh, over by a yeah, car. Yeah, and then he went after my brother-in-law, mm-hmm. and I was like, dude, wait, 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 come on, what's going on, what's going on? No, chill out, chill out. And next thing I know, he like rears back, and he's and I it hit you hard? Coming. Well, yeah, it hit me hard, but I, I saw him coming, so I moved my face, and it hit me right back here, right back underneath my ear, and I, I, I got knocked up. I mean, I, he, I got assaulted. I got assaulted. Did you hit him back? <laughs> no, I, it, it was COVID-19. I oh, that's, yeah. I, <laughs> so it's okay for him to hit you. So I was not going to, I was disgusted, and I'm telling people to call 911. I'm screaming, not call 911, call 911. My wife is crazy. The kids are upset. My brother's family is going all crazy, right? And also, I realize he starts walking away. Now you know me. I don't like bullies. I don't like people take advantage. The police aren't there, and I'm screaming. I go, "He's getting away! He's getting away! He's getting away!" So what does Coach Randy do? Did you call the police? I, I chased after this guy. Yeah, so after, after this guy. Yeah. So people are screaming, "Just let it go!" I'm like, "This guy just hit me. He just touched me. He's just he hit so me." Wait a minute. You didn't hit him back because you were concerned of COVID, but you're yeah. chasing him. I did. I, I, I chased. I followed him. I didn't really chase. I wasn't running. I yeah. followed him because he crossed the street. Then I got on my phone. I called 911. All right? I get the Boulder police. I said, hi, my name is Ray Dayton. I just got assaulted. A uh, homeless person. Yeah, he goes, we just got some calls coming in. We're sending, somebody there. we're sending somebody there now. I'm like, okay, great. I'm here at the corner. And two minutes, three minutes, nothing. Now, 
Pearl Street in Boulder is is like one of the most popular places in in Boulder. Yeah. You would think there would be some kind of police at least within the vicinity. That it would take one, maybe two minutes for police to show up. So I'm on the phone and I start walking after this guy. The guy's telling me like, "What did you wear?" So I told him he's wearing green pants and an orange top. My guess. They know exactly who he is because he's a homeless person and they're not going through clothes to pick up what they're going to yeah, wear each day. They're probably saying amongst themselves, oh, we got another call about the, yeah, uh, about the homeless punching guy. The homeless punching guy. So I start walking after him. They're telling me not to follow him. But I'm like, he's going to get away. Where are you? Why, where's the sirens? No sirens. We're going to come in quiet. Why are you doing that? Where are you? Where are you? He's walking into this outdoor market. Yeah. And I'm, you know me. He's going to hit somebody else. He's going to go crazy. Where are you? So... 15 minutes after the whole ordeal stopped. Now, prior to me running off to chase the guy, uh, my wife was trying to get me to calm down. I get a little emotional. Just just a teensy yeah. bit. And to try to calm me down, she actually threw an entire cup of water in my face. Good for her. Good for her. <laughs> Did it do anything? No! <laughs> Other than make you wet. Make me wet. And so, so now I'm wet, and I'm going to chase this guy. The, the police don't come. The police don't get there. Yeah. I hang up and said, I'm done. All right. Now, meanwhile, I just realized I've been touched and manhandled. I don't want to say manhandled. That's not probably the best word. By a homeless person. How, how much skin did he get on him? <laughs> well, he his got knuckles. His, he got his entire knuckles. Okay. Right. And then whatever else is he grabbed my shirt. Oh, right. Well, we did. Yes. Okay. And I pulled away. Right. And so now he's touched my hat, my face, and everything else. I have my favorite hat, my Arizona dad hat, and I have one of my favorite shirts that I have. That I got for my my son for his. Uh, but I was so disgusted. I took my hat off. I took my shirt off. And I threw it in the trash. Well, now you're the homeless oh, guy. Wait, 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 no, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait. So I give my the people with me, I'm like, just give me hand sanitizer. So I start squirting hand sanitizer all over my body, all over my face, and I'm just, I'm doing the hand motion so you, you can see it better. Yeah. People on the, on the radio. I'm can't. sure people can imagine <laughs> so, so, taking hand sanitizer and putting it in your hair like right, shampoo. Yeah, now, mind you, you know, I have a, I, I have the COVID hair, right? <laughs> it's long, it's major. Exactly. And so I, I must have been a gallon of hand sanitizer. I'm disgusted. Now, I have no shirt. My hair's all over the place, all right? My, I have shorts on, and they're baggy shorts, right? So you can see my boxers. I'm in flip-flops. <laughs> and now I'm walking back to the car, screaming and yelling, because I'm so... The police never showed up. The police never showed up. You know why? Because <laughs> they got a call from someone saying, there's a guy taking a Purell shower with no shirt... <laughs> And flip-flops you know, in so, the middle of the street. And that's the funny part is, eventually once I kind of, I calmed down, I said, I better I better calm down because they're going to think I'm the homeless person. And I'm going to have to prove, everyone's going to wait, wait, no, no, no. That's not him. Uh, so that was one of the highlights as I got attacked and assaulted. Now I will tell you, uh, about 15 minutes after this all happened, the police then called me back on my number because it was a 911 call. And they said, we have arrived. <laughs> Where are you? I'm like, dude, that's 15 minutes ago. <laughs> and you're 15 minutes late. Why don't you come on time? What do you want us to do when we arrest him? I said, I said he needs to go to a hospital. He goes, he needs mental health. This guy was clearly, uh, all right, clearly. Now, now what you're hearing, folks, is Coach yeah, Randy, yeah. MSW. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, he needs, he doesn't need police. This is part of the idea about why we have to change certain things. Yeah. So that gave me a teaching opportunity with my kids. Now they were flipped out. I was dad. My wife was upset because she's afraid for my... But I was a dad and I want to protect yeah. my family. Uh, but I pretty much just said, you know, it's too late. So basically what you want us to do is put him to a hospital. I said, yeah. No statement. I go, I'm from out of town. Right? 
you know, call me back in Jersey, right. tell me how this how this thing ended. Exactly. So that, it ended that way, and then uh, you know, uh, um, we came back. We had OBX, and uh, that's pretty much. All right. Tell you what, let's stay put for <laughs> yes. a few weeks. Just yes. do the bot podcast. Yes. Yes. Let's not go anywhere. Right. So we don't run into people yes. wearing masks. We yes. don't run into homeless people who yes. are swinging. Yes. And we just stay chill. Sounds good. All Sounds right, good. Joe Fold coming up. We're bad to the dead. We are Bad to the Dad. Again, you can follow us on social media. Pretty much all of our platforms have at Bad to the Dad in the title. Again, that's at Bad to the Dad. And our website, which is www.badtothedad.com. And that not only features information about all of the episodes of the past and coming up, but also some pictures of the shenanigans that Coach Randy and I, Adam D., had with our guests. Uh, we don't have too many of those pictures recently Not because so much of, of what we've done has been on Zoom, but uh, you could still have some fun yes. checking out some of those pictures. And I think what you're going to find with season four is that we are going to share some airtime with our fellow dads in the podcast sphere. And our guest today is no different. He happens to be a podcast host, and we'll go into that in just a bit. His name is Joe Fold, and he is the CEO of the Campaign Workshop. He happens to be a comedian as well, and the podcast host of How to Win a How to Win an Election, Joe. Right? Or How to Win it's a campaign. How to Win a Campaign? How to Win a Campaign? It's about advocacy and political campaigns. So All right. First season was political campaigns. Next season coming up is advocacy. And as you can see, I'm embracing my dad because your dadness, because you're going to hear my kids in the background during this podcast. It, it's a new world, and we just have to get used to Xbox being in the background, dogs barking, and our wife saying, when are you going to be done with this thing? Yeah, or your wife is saying, when can I turn the air conditioning back on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, no, so I when you're a street-level podcaster, that, that's what happens. But Joe, it, it's amazing to see you again, even though it's over Zoom. Joe is coming to us from the Washington, D.C. area. Uh, first, Joe, tell us a little bit about the Campaign Workshop. What is this organization all about? So uh, we're primarily an advertising agency, and we work in the advocacy and political sphere. So that's with large nonprofit groups trying to move and change issues, as well as you know helping elect candidates for office, moving membership to turn out to vote or engage with groups and organizations. So we do a lot of that kind of work. We, we also teach. Um, we do training on in the advocacy space as well as in the political space, um, teaching people how to be better candidates for office or better advocates to move issues forward in the world. And uh, so first of all, I'm curious, how did you get involved with this real quickly? Well, so I grew up in uh, Rockland County, New York, in a crazy Jewish family. I love them, but they're nuts, and they're like literally sitting outside. Um, and left Rockland County to, to go to school at American University. And then I joined the wonderful world of political campaigns, where I was on the road managing political campaigns. Both of you, I'm get, I guess, have seen The West Wing. It's, I've seen it like I've seen three, three times over. I've seen Great. Yeah. 
it was nothing like that. Yeah, it usually isn't. Just like Law and Order is not really like that. Courtroom is really not like that. What, what is yeah. Grey's, Grey's Anatomy is not really like that? No, though my, my daughter thinks that she's a doctor. You know, 15 years old, she's watched all seasons of Grey's Anatomy. She thinks that she can uh, do surgery now. So, but so you have a good point, Joe. I spent two years living out of my car, moving from place to place. I w worked in five states in two years. Um, I mean, five states in, sorry, in five years, six years, it's been a long time. Anyway, I was on the road running campaigns. And then I finally, when I thought I was never going to get off the road, got a job working at the Democratic National Committee and stayed in D.C., met a girl, um, got married, had kids, and decided I needed to figure out a way to continue to doing advocacy and politics. And that was creating and working for different agencies. So I got sort of into the agency world first, mainly working on political campaigns and then moving to more advocacy work. Um, I worked um, at a bunch of different firms here in DC. And then in 2009, went out and started my own company called The Campaign Workshop and were 16 people um, based around the country. We're all 100% virtual now. And, uh, but I love my work. So what are some of the examples of some of the uh, organizations or the people that you're working with? Like, who are your clients? So my clients range from groups like uh, uh, the Natural Resource Defense Council, American Cancer Society Cancer Action Network, to a lot of candidates, groups, organizations, um, Gay and Lesbian Victory Fund, among others. But it's a huge range. I, we also do a lot of work for labor unions. So people who are trying to move an issue forward in some way and it can be small groups like dc vote in dc working on statehood issues to really big gigantic groups and organizations around the country so it's yeah so i've got to ask you know i would uh, it is the elephant in the room i see what you did there you see what i did there you didn't say the donkey in the no. room you said the elephant in the I room did. <laughs> <laughs> You gonna be all right? Yeah, the, I, I love this. That's, the, that's very uh, the, funny. Uh, the 80, we, did, we did not plan that. <laughs> the eighty thousand pound gorilla okay. in the room. A little more neutral. <laughs> What's it like working in this campaign environment right now for the next uh, sixty days? What's the? I, I, what's it like? I mean. It's a crazy time. And, and I will also say, right, like I think living in this world and working in this world, I think it's a crazy time for everyone. So it is just a uh, one of those things that um, life is really crazy with COVID and um, working remotely and running a team remotely and then working with clients in elections around the country and the issues that they're dealing with it's nutty, but I also enjoy what I do and love what I do, whether it's the issue work or the political work um, or the work with member organizations. I feel like I am making a difference um, and helping people think about strategies to move issues ahead or win elections. Yeah. So we talked about you hosting a podcast, How to Win a Campaign. And you, you've got obviously a lot of subject matter that's relevant to this year. What are some of the things that, that you talk about on the podcast? And what are some of the things you're going to be talking about coming up over the course of the next couple of weeks? Yeah. So, I mean, so the podcast, the, we, 
So the podcast comes out of the training work that we do. Mm -hmm. um, we, I've been working with a group called the Gay and Lesbian Victory Fund for the past 20 years, doing training for openly gay candidates around the country. We also tr do training for a lot of groups and organizations on how to get members to run for office or how to move issues forward. Um, and you can find out more about that at thecampaignworkshop.com or TCW Advocacy and our advocacy work. But the podcast really talks about everything from the strategy of a political campaign to issues. We interview great candidates like uh, Anise Parker, who's the former mayor of Houston. Um, we also um, do things like we have an election predictions episode coming up. Hey, guys, hang on one second. I'm just going to shut the door here because you're hearing my family in the background. Hang on. Just, you know, podcast, live radio. These, these are the kinds of things that we're dealing with. We're leaving everything on. Even when you have a recorded show, when you're doing this from home, your family throws a giant monkey wrench in. I have to say, every time I'm on a Zoom at work and I host a lot of case study classes, not only do I have a dog barking, but my wife yells at my kids, it's time for you to take the dog out. They always hear that ambient sound in the background, so we get it. I mean, and so the dog came in like you had somebody printing something in the background. Yes. <laughs> My, you know, like uh, it's it's fun, but um, very real. But coming up on the podcast, we have two which I think are really fun episodes, and they're part of the first season. They're bonus episodes of the first season. One is the Kanye episode, which is all about Kanye and being on the ballot and what happens when a third party candidate runs. We actually have a where's Waldo style map that goes along with it that'll be up on the website showing where Kanye is running. He can't possibly win the election, but he is going to have impact and he's going to be on in more than six states. So we have that episode coming up. So that's entertaining. And it has will he, will he steal voters from other candidates, you think? I mean, like significantly? Yeah, I mean, well, so here's the thing, right? In the way elections are today, it doesn't take much for it to be significant. Right. So yeah. just a little bit in one particular state can make a difference. So part of this is using this as a teaching sort of moment for, hey, in a presidential, you have a candidate that could be a spoiler. You also have third party candidates running in local races. And frankly, those sometimes can actually win. We talk about that. But it's really, if you're a candidate specifically, like we're interested in candidates on the progressive side, what are you thinking about and doing when there's a third party candidate in the election? How do you think about how you use that? And what are ways that you engage with those candidates not to completely ignore it? And it's the same thing now also, you know, we also have like actual voters who listen to the podcast and so making sure they get out and vote or if they're gonna vote early, voting early, early, right? Or if they're going to fill out an absentee ballot to make sure they fill it out completely. So we talk a little bit about that. We also then, the next bonus episode is the election predictions episode, where we talk about all kinds of predictive models that have predicted the outcome of the election. And that's everything from, you know, academic models that have correctly predicted it, like Alan Lickman's model, as well as things like the sale of Halloween masks or the scholastic poll that have been predictive around elections. Tell, tell us about the Halloween mask because that, that's intriguing and, a, and a, a little offbeat. Well, it's offbeat, right? So the sale of Halloween masks since I think it's 1960, whoever, whichever candidate 
sold more Halloween masks, has won the election for president. Yeah, but it's absolutely absolutely true. Who, which now that's like because I'm not rooting for Donald Trump to win, and I'll say that very clearly. Um, but I think he probably makes a better Halloween mask than Joe Biden. But again, during COVID nineteen, how many Halloween masks are actually going to be sold? How much trick or treating is actually going to happen? So we'll see. You know, there's Seven Eleven cups. They do the 7-Eleven poll, that's been predictive. Um, last time they entered into this, they had an undecided cup and that actually was the winner. Um, in the past, another one was the um, Family Circle Bake Off. Now the Family Circle Magazine went out of business this year, so there is no Bake Off. So, <laughs> but um, all sorts of random things that have been predictive. So that stuff is up on the blog at thecampaignworkshop.com. You'll be able to see those posts, but then also at the How to Win a Campaign podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. So real quickly, yeah. how, how do you maintain your sanity around all this? <laughs> well, so this is where stand-up comedy comes in. <laughs> so um, about two years ago, um, I have this buddy of mine, Kirk Drake, who is my friend who does all sorts of like crazy stuff that I wish I could do. I'm going to go like, you know, climbing, you know, I don't know, glaciers or hike long mountain ranges. And I would never do those things. But he called me up and he's like, hey, I'm taking a stand-up comedy class with a Vegas comedian named Matt Kazam. You should do this. And this was in the middle of the 2018 election cycle. And so I had a conversation with my wife and I said, hey, Kurt wants me to do this. There's no possible way I could do this. And my wife, Amy, was like, you should do this. It was a great, it would be a great outlet for you. So two years ago, June of like 2018, I started writing my own stand-up material. And though I'd been living that for a long time, I'd never actually performed stand-up. And though I write advertising, I'd yeah. never really written comedy before, but it's been a great outlet for me. <laughs> but the other ways are, you know, I play a lot of board games with my family. I do the occasional Zoom call with friends. And I just try and be as open and listen to as many people as I can during this time. It's, it's a crazy time. Does your stress relief involve a lot of oh, bourbon or vodka, wine? Um, I find that that really helps in some situations. I mean, the occasional drink can help. I try and not overdo it. I mean, I think you can develop a bad habit during this time. I mean, I, listen, I like wine as much as the next guy. I like a dark and stormy as a favorite drink. So that is a good summer drink, a little dark rum and ginger ale and a, some lime. That I think it's out. symbolic. Dark and stormy is symbolic <laughs> of our situation. People are describing the election here as a dark and stormy. but. Um, Totally. Joe, Joe, you had mentioned uh, board games with your kids. What are some of the other things that you like to do with your family? Because this is, after all, you know, when we're not dropping the F-bomb here and there, a, a family show. So. so, well, first of all, when you said Xbox, right, and um, my son has a Switch, right, and we, we now Rocket League and Mario Kart we play oh, a lot yeah. of. Mm -hmm. I am probably the worst at both of those things of any human alive. So uh, very bad at them, but I enjoy the interaction with my son when I get to do that. Um, we play Rummy Cube and Quirkle and uh, I play Othello with my wife, like old school. Oh, old school, that's, that's right. Old school yeah. stuff. And, and what I'll say is like, I 
that is, there's not a lot that I would say is positive about the COVID time, but that time of actually sitting down and playing a board game three or four nights a week with your family, I mean, is something that has been pretty amazing during the summer. And so that's been very cool. Um, I read a lot, watch occasional television, but try and not watch news because <laughs> I work because there's enough news in my life. Yep. So I'm sort of, you know, like I watch a lot of American pickers. Been watching some baseball, right? That's been been good. I yeah, I mean, and and the NBA, and and I have to say, like, I've become more of a sports fan now than I ever was. Right? Yeah. It's like, oh, it's actually on. I'm gonna watch mm -hmm. that. And how, given what you do in the campaign, how do you get your kids? I'm not sure how old your kids are. How do you get kids involved in uh, in the campaign and that kind of stuff? So, I, I mean, we talk about politics in my house um, pretty regularly. I have a 15-year-old and a 17-year-old, oh. um, and uh, we we talk about it. But I, I the the thing I'm a big believer in um, in family is just to let people sort of not to drive people to sort of be like, hey, you need to get involved. It's just to listen and to talk about it and make sure I'm open to talk about politics. Um, and have those conversations with my kids and it's the it's one of those times that though like what's going on in the world with covid and black lives matter and things like that can be you know it, it can be teachable moments and for your family and it's something to be able to have that open conversation with them so hmm. i just try to not shy away from it so what kind of advice can you give dads out there during this time period that they can benefit from in terms of the next 60 days. Is, is this dad advice, Coach? It's, it's kind of dad advice. <laughs> I kind of snuck it in there. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I wanted dad advice to be kind of, I was kind of. I mean, I'll give you, I'll give you experience share, yes. right? I don't know because my general view of life is that it, advice itself can be very like, you know, misleading because, you know, I don't know most people's lives, but what I can just tell you is from my world. Um, the, the first thing is to like make sure you're open to a conversation about what's going on in politics um, and try and take as, as emotional a view out of it as you can, which is hard to do right now, but at least to ask a lot of questions, see where your kids are, give them information that you think is necessary, be vulnerable. I think all those things can be really good, but um, it's a hard time, so talk about your perspective on it, but also don't overdo it either. I would also say that right now, I think media and I think the world can be somewhat overwhelming, so not like feeling like you have to have the news on all the time, not feeling like you you know have to be constantly talking about politics, because believe me, folks get it. Um, I do think having conversations about the importance of voting, about participating those are lessons and things that i try and instill in my kids but um there is a balance that you have to have with these things joe fold has been our guest on wow. bad to the dad he again is the ceo of the campaign workshop and the host of the podcast how to win a campaign yeah he's a multi-dimensional guy he's also got comedy on his resume and um, tentatively I know we've got a comedy show over Zoom supporting some kind of charity. Uh, you, Joe, and I will be participating in that and we had such a fun yep. time back in, uh, I think it was June, I, I've lost track of the months. 
supporting the World Central Kitchen. So you'll be able to see and hear Joe on, on that, and we'll, we'll have to promote that on each of our social media platforms. So keep an eye yeah, out. Yeah, and that. I know the last one was World Central Kitchen. I think it's a different charity coming up. But, I mean, I, I've really enjoyed performing with you on the Zoom shows. So we'll be doing more of those. And, uh, yeah. Yep. It was great having you on. It's been great uh, getting to know you over the last few months, Joe. And uh, I know this is going to be your your um, hell period just because we're, we're coming up to November. So I wish you good luck. Hopefully you get some sleep. It's been a lot of fun learning a little bit about what you do and, and what you do with your family. So thanks so much for being a guest on Bad to the Dead. Hey, thanks so much. I really appreciate the chance to chat with you and uh, check out the podcast, How to Win a Campaign, and uh, um, we'll talk soon. We are Bad to the Dad. Download us wherever you find podcasts. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. Remember, for a mere $15, $15 for two episodes. That's 15 American. $15 American. Dollars. <laughs> not drachma. I don't know if they're still making drachma. No not shekels. lira. No shekels. Not the Australian dollar. The, Amer- the good old American dollar. No I don't even know if the American dollar is worth anything. But to us, it is. It is. $15 for two episodes. You can sponsor us. So if you have a small business, if you have a large business, all right, if you have a hobby that you'd like uh, us to us to promote that you hope becomes more of a small business, let us know. We will help you promote it. We'll help you over-promote it. And I think you'll have a, a lot of fun seeing your business and your logo on our social media platforms and hearing it on Bad to the Dad. Yeah, and all you have to do is uh, send us information to contact us at badtothedad.com. That's contact us at badtothedad.com. Contact us is all one word, no dots, dashes, exclamation points. Contact us at badtothedad.com. And just say, I want to sponsor. And then we'll get together and... Fifteen. We'll, so you got... Fifteen bucks. For two episodes. Got that in your couch cushions. Come on. You got change. Well, actually, there's a shortage of change. There is a shortage of change. You can do Venmo. 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 And that's probably how we're going to ask you to, yes. to get us the money. But, Fifteen dollars. Yeah. But we're going to give your, you and your business a, a whole lot of love. And again, if you want to sponsor a whole episode, we're going to constantly drop not only the name of your business, but what your business is about throughout that episode. Or better yet, let's say you want to do a shout out to somebody, mm-hmm. some business you like or something you want to do in terms of, would you take $15 for a shout out for maybe a family, a kid or some kind of sports team, a club, would you take $15 as a sponsor to our program for that? Or are we just prostituting ourselves? I'll take $15 in any which way. That's what I was hoping to hear. you choose. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All good for me. 15 bucks. Bad to the dad. Be a sponsor and also be part of our growth process. Please, We've come a, a very, very long way globally, and we'd love for you to be part of that journey. Joe Fold, I, I want to thank him oh for God, being on the show. Awesome. It was awesome. I it learned was. a lot. So much fun. And if you haven't started listening to his podcast, How to Win a Campaign, highly recommend it, especially now. We are in the home stretch of what is not going to be a clean election, Coach. I think whatever happens, oh. right, on that fateful day in November, oh, Adam no, nobody is going away. I, no one's going to be happy. No one's going away happy. No one's going away easy. There's going to be lawsuits and conspiracy, oh. and social media is going to blow up even more so than it is now. It is going to be ugly, and it is going to be long. I so. mean, we will be able to say... We were alive when, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, we're living history right, right? now. Not that I would be able to say that, but um, we will have to hopefully, God willing, when our grandkids mm-hmm. 
uh, are doing their school assignments in some kind of school environment. Uh, what was it like for you? <laughs> what kind of mask did when you wear? When we Zoom with our grandkids, yes. there'll probably be something else other than Zoom. We'll be doing holograms by then. But yeah, it's, uh, you know, wacky times. But, what was it like? <laughs> well, son, let me tell you. When I think about the generation to come, yeah. the history assignments they're going to have right. to do with us, yes. there's a lot of where were you when. Yes. You know, 9-11, yep. of course, and, and this election. <laughs> the in 2008, the Great Recess. Yes. Great recession, yep. Uh, there is a saying, and I will, I'm proud of my 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 Jewish heritage. Yeah, right. Let's uh, do it together. Yeah. One, two, three. Gamzayav. Yeah, was that the one you were going to give me? Gamzayav. You know, this, this too shall pass. pass. Uh, you know, the other one is you know, you plan, God laughs. Yep. People you know, plan and God uh, laughs. Yep. Know, so it is. Uh, Something that just is part of our nature and that we will we will always find a way. All right. So hopefully we'll have Joe Fold on uh, after the election yes. sometime in November. But uh, we've got an episode next week and we already have our guests lined up. Yeah. And that is our good friend and another podcast host, Todd Uderstadt. Uderstadt. Todd Uderstadt, full disclosure, was my RA at Hofstra. Uh, was an ROTC, went overseas and served in military intelligence with the Army for a number of years. Great stuff. But now he is the entrepreneur's entrepreneur and the host of the podcast. If you're looking for another one to load in your queue, it's From Founder to CEO. So many folks start great businesses, but they don't realize that there's another skill set, a leadership skill set that is required once your startup starts making money, gets off the ground, cash flow comes in. Uh, you're hiring people. There's all these different avenues that founders who have that great idea don't think of when their business starts taking off. So uh, Todd, who is a dad, is going to walk us through that, what the podcast is all about. But maybe give us some advice uh, to be a, a datapreneur. Oh, a datapreneur. Maybe that's the name of the show. Okay. Then we're going to have to change it on the website. <laughs> we had not. something different. What, what do we have? What no, do we have? Uh, DAD equals ROI. I think oh, yeah. dadpreneurs. Dadpreneurs are a little bit far, far more interesting. We're going to go with that one then. Yeah, dadpreneur. Coach, good Adam to be back D. in the Adam swing. D. Man, uh, it's great. Uh, even though I saw you for a week in OPX, it's great to have you back in the den. It's I even was, better to be back in the den. Uh, I was feeling lonely. Doing a little podcasting. Yes, yes. Dads, have a great week. Yes.